0: Welcome back and join me as we wrap up the day's markets action is Carmen Mbelwane from Sunlum Investments. Thank you so much for your time, Carmen. Uh, The market uh, seems to be in a bad mood today, Uh, talks of Fed uh, hawkishness are back and also deeper chats of a recession are also back and really bursting the bubble of rainbows that we've been under since the beginning of the year. Could markets now really be in for a reality check?
1: Yeah, it seems to be that we've come off, um, and as you've mentioned, definitely on the back of concern around a looming recession. Um, I think there was some euphoria going into the year, and we've seen that in the performance both locally and um, globally. However, having said that, you know, we've seen these uh, weaker U.S. economic numbers that have come out. But coupled with that, that the Fed has um, said that they will continue with the tightening. So market not too happy about that and obviously reacting towards that.
0: Yeah. Um, Just on that, I mean, in terms of inflation, uh, there seems to be quite a debate on the impact of China's reopening on inflation. And we did have the uh, St. Louis Fed President James Bullard on the camp uh, that's on the view that inflation will actually remain persistent because of the demand that we'll be seeing from China really coming out of the cocoon. What camp are you into? Are you concerned significantly about the impact of
1: China's reopening on that inflation picture? Yeah, it's a difficult one to say, um, and I suppose this is why the Fed themselves have sat and said, you know, even if inflation does come off in the U.S. and both and locally as well, there will be a wait and see approach. So we don't expect to see a pullback in interest rates um, in the first half of this year, at least, and maybe even not in 2023. Having said that, what's happening in China? Um, the question is whether it's going to be fueled by a consumer reaction. So the consumer going back out and, and purchasing or whether it's going to be commodity. At the moment, it seems to be swinging more towards the consumer reaction. Mm-hmm. And in so we'll have to wait and see what the inflationary impact is. Um, in terms of China, they have guided to uh, GDP growth forecasts of just over 5%. Um, however, we, we are going to have to see what the, the, the medium term, short term impact is.
0: Um, alright, well let's get to some of uh, the uh, updates that did come out of uh, the JSC today. Some company news. So we did have Woolworths the market cheering that update for the 26 weeks ended the 25th of December. So uh, the clothing retailer saying that it expects headline earnings per share to surge by as much as 80% for the period uh, compared to the prior comparable period. Uh, turnover and concession sales up about 18% uh, of course. Uh, that driven by Black Friday, the festival. Season and the fact that in the prior comparable period, we did have those COVID lockdowns in Australia. Besides some of these low base effects, is this an undeniable turnaround strategy?
1: I think you've got to strip it in terms of the various segments that we have in Woolworths. Um, we've been waiting for a significant turnaround, specifically on the apparel uh, retail side, so on the fashion, beauty, and home division, and we're seeing that coming through. Albeit, we're not seeing it in the volumes as yet. We are, however, seeing a pullback in terms of markdown. So that's given a significant tailwind to that division's growth. Um, and we also expect that this would continue. And this has been sort of one of the key strategies over the last 12 to 18 months. And as I said, the market's been waiting quite a while for that. Add onto that, that we've also seen the food division have probably less of a tailwind than we would have expected, and as you've mentioned, of a softer base. Having said that, Still um, a a good first half for for the food division. And then, as you've mentioned, on the Australian side, Dow Jones definitely the key tailwind there. But we know that Dow Jones is now being recognized as held for sale. This was announced previously, um, and that's to alleviate some of the the debt uh, burden in Australia um, and potentially repatriating some of that money back. Um, BHP
0: uh, also coming out with an update today saying that they achieved a record iron ore production uh, for the uh, fiscal first half of their financial year. Of course, this is due to increase because of the demand from China. Quite a few interesting things uh, over there as well. So they're saying that their production uh, forecast um, guidance uh, for the year uh, remains unchanged, but warns that copper output would be at the lower end as a result of constraints at Escodinda in. um, And also on the metallurgical uh, metallurgical coal production also at the lower end of guidance. I'm quite concerned about the uh, copper guidance that they provided because, of course, copper is also one of the uh, metals that is due to benefit from the reopening of China. What are you making of those dynamics going on there at BHP?
1: Yeah, I definitely think that there um, is likely to be some benefit to all resource uh, entities um, coming from on the back of that improvement and increasing China demand. As I mentioned earlier, it's yet to see whether it comes from the consumer or the commodity side. Having said that, though, um, we've definitely seen a significant boost in the iron ore price over the last few months and likely to continue for the rest of the year. So that's definitely going to be a good read through for BHP. As you've mentioned, no guidance, significant guidance changes, which I think is a relief for the market at this point. But I think the bigger um, theme here is definitely the pressure on costing. They have mm. said that costs are going to go up. I don't think we should be too surprised at that. Um, but it's about whether management is able to uh, do some cost optimization mm. and actually um, uh, ensure that they, they maintain margins. Yeah, so awesome. let's see what happens. All right, all right. Well, let's get to your stock pick for
0: today. Carmen, what will it be?
1: So I'm sticking with MTN. I know I've been riding with it for quite a while. Um, still hasn't pulled back, but uh, my fundamentals remain the same that I think the fintech is going to be a significant boost for, for MTN. And we're likely to see them um, strengthening their balance sheet significantly and their cash flow over the next 12 to 18 months. All right. Well, thank you very much for your time
0: and for your analysis and insights today. Carmen, that was Carmen Belwane from Sunlam Investments.